In our last episode, Galena prepared herself to meet Abigail Allison. Hello, I'm Anne-Marie Moore, author of the Love's Weaving Hands series books. I would like to welcome you to the LWH series audiobooks podcast. Here, you can listen to the audio version of my books. It is my hope that this series will encourage every woman to know true love. This is a nine-book series, and I will be your narrator for book two, Matchmaker. Chapter 5 Galena watched as Abigail entered the room. There was a dignity about the woman, and it pleased her. The men rose as she remained seated. She observed Abigail bow and remove her nomadic head covering to her shoulders, revealing her tightly gathered wavy red hair. Good. She is a respectful woman, a quality I'm sure Robert highly admires. Galena's eyes beamed with excitement. You honor us by the removal of your head covering, Galena spoke up. Yes, you do, another councilman added. Sure, nomadic humility is notable, ma'am. Wonderful, Galena smiled. The council already likes her. My lords, my name is Abigail Allison, and I seek solace among you with my child. What is the name of your daughter? Mr. Tyndale asked. Abigail flashed a quick look up, then lowered her face again. The child's name is Grace. Galena raised a brow. She listened intently and did not want to miss any detail about Abigail and her child. Your nationalities. The eldest man of the council took his turn. I was born in Scotland, but spent most of my growing years in Dublin, Ireland, where my father was from. With Grace is a native islander born, she paused, in the city of Constance, but I didn't register her birth. Abigail's hesitation was clear to Galena, and already she presumed Abigail's untold tale. Abigail Allison is a woman who faced desperate times. Perhaps she conceived her child out of wedlock, and she fled the shame when she came to the island nation. Abigail's story would make for some interesting gossip at her next tea social. The council rose to their feet, and the men's heads directed Galena to begin. Abigail Allison... Lift your head and look towards us. Abigail slowly lifted her eyes, then stood upright. You are welcome to stay among us, provided you can present a family who will sponsor you, Mr. Tyndale stated. You may remain under the roof, otherwise you will be required to purchase property. My lords, Robert Gall has graciously entreated me with his hospitality. He is a wonderful example of your village's hospitality. And who has graciously invited me to stay? Now that is very good news. Galena pressed her lips to keep herself from smiling. Robert likes her, and the children will adore her. Oh, Abigail's little girl must thrill Jennifer. She drew in a satisfying breath. Although I am gracious for all of Mr. Gall's kindness, I am prepared to purchase my property among the good people of Brooks Village. Galena felt a twinge of disappointment for she had hoped Robert would have more time to spend with Abigail. Very well, Mr. Tyndale concluded. Meet with my daughter and me, he gestured towards Galena, at our place tomorrow, and we will show you the properties you may consider. Abigail bowed low. Then she placed her shawl over her head tightly before winding it over her shoulders. As she left, 
Galena's mind went into high gear. She would do all she could to fan the flames between Abigail and Robert. As you enjoyed today's story, I'd like to welcome you to become an LWH Series Audiobooks podcast supporter. This project has been so much fun as the books take on their own life in audio format. The heartbeat of LWH Series is to encourage every woman to know true love. There are plans to turn the third book of the series into a radio drama. Help us continue providing you with Christian entertainment that has biblical values. Visit lwhseries.com forward slash support. The next morning, Mr. Tyndale helped Abigail and Galena down from his carriage. Abigail looked over the property. Robert was right. She was a reserved woman, and she didn't say a word on the way up. Galena encouraged herself. She would see to this challenge. This is the old Johnson place, Mr. Tyndale spoke as he walked towards the cottage that stood before them. Abigail frowned when she looked about, then shook her head. I don't think this place will do, she spoke to Galena. It's much too large for we Grace and I. But Abigail, I may call you Abigail, Galena presumed. You may, and you may call me Galena, now that we are friends. Abigail gave Galena a wary look, but said nothing. My suggestion is that you consider this home, you know, in case you marry someday. With all due respect, Galena, I have dedicated my life to the Lord, and I never planned to marry. Oh, but you can't be serious. Only my Lord Jesus can change my mind on the matter, and he has not. It seemed Abigail would be a greater challenge than she expected. Mr. Tyndale approached. What do you think, Miss Allison? Father, she thinks it's too big for just the two of them. He paused and looked about. She's probably correct. She would have to tend to this area and the hill across the road. It would take a man's hand to care for such a place. And that, my dear sir, would not be the case for me, Abigail added. What do you mean? She means, father, she never plans to marry. Mr. Tyndale was about to open his mouth to make a comment, but Galena's look made him change his mind. He turned and made way for Galena and Abigail to climb back into the carriage. They went back down the valley past the market to the other end of the village. When they came to some trees, they stopped. We will have to get down here. Mr. Tyndale assisted the women down off the carriage. They walked through thick brush and trees and came to a small house nestled in the hill. They looked inside. There was a kitchen to the left, a larger living area to the right with a small window and two small rooms. For Galena, this was a bittersweet place. It was the old home her father owned and where she spent some bitter days with her mother, who loathed living in the house. She also recalled the joys she and her father shared. She shook the memories and turned to Abigail, who was glancing around. Galena eyed her, but Abigail gave no sign she was interested. They walked back outside. It needs repairs, Mr. Tyndale, Abigail spoke up. It would take several weeks, if not months, of fixing before we, Grace, and I could move in. Galena liked the idea already. That would mean Abigail would live several months with the Gall family. Yes, but you will find the price of 12300 in your favorable. I don't know, Mr. Tyndale. Galena mused at Abigail's shrewdness. You also have to understand. Galena fairly bubbled with enthusiasm. 
The village is nearby, yet offering you privacy. You would own the wooded land to the bottom of the hill over there, and the stretch towards the left of the house. If you consider your investment wisely, Miss Allison, Mr. Tyndale added, at some point you could sell a portion of your land. I will give it some thought. But what of the repairs? Who would I find to work on it? The Marshall family are fine builders and have reconditioned many of our homes. Is that not correct, Father? Yes, they have. And, Miss Allison, you will find that they are favorable in their prices. The Marshalls are a kind people, and they would be glad to negotiate with you. What do you say, Abigail? Does the place suit you? Galena asked. I will think on it, Abigail concluded, and pray to the Lord to see what he desires for Gracie and I. Very well. Shall we then? Mr. Tyndale gestured for the two ladies to go first and escorted them back to the carriage. Now back home, Galena sat on the couch with a teacup in hand. She turned to Mr. Tyndale, who sat on his chair reading a book. What do you think, Father? Will she buy the old house? Oh, I'm not sure, but I have a feeling she may talk me down on the price. She does appear shrewd. Yes, and I'm not good at handling such women, despite the experience I've had with my daughter. I think you should consider whatever price she may offer. I'm afraid if I do, I'll end up poor over it. Whatever she offers for our old place is better than having nothing at all. Besides, there is no real value to us there. You used to enjoy living there. Only when you were home. When you were away, Mother made it a nightmare. Mr. Tyndale turned the conversation. I see Abigail Allison says she never plans to marry. I think she needs to realize the man that admires her. He looked up from his book. Is my daughter scheming again? I don't scheme, Father. I am only fanning the flames of two lovers-to-be. As you did for Robert and Clara. And it was not an easy thing for me to do. No, I'm sure it was not. You and Clara were inseparable. I commend you for your efforts. There are many a happy couple in Brooks Village because of your and Clara's ventures. Mr. Tyndale chuckled. Oh, Father, we wanted couples to be happy. We made it our mission. Galena paused. I just wish we could have made you happy. My dear, I am happy. I have a wonderful daughter. And when Clara and you were together, I practically had two. I have good friends and even some enemies in Brooks Village. But we all have a great time at the gatherings we host. I've lived a wonderful life. He placed the book on his lap and leaned forward. You've made others happy. But what about you, my dear? I'm happy, and now more so knowing there is hope for Robert to be happily married. Mr. Tyndale's laughter rang out. You are sure of that, I take it, he rose. When Robert first arrived, I would have thought he would have fallen for you. But at last, my daughter always knows best, and it was Clara for him. His trailing words bothered her as he made his way upstairs. Fallen for me? She let out a nervous laugh and sat up straight. Never me, she whispered. Not then and not now. If you would like to get this book and other books of the Love's Weaving Hands series, please visit lwhseries.com. Love's
Crafts Weaving Hands series books and audios are copyright by Living Faith Publishing, LLC.